Hallelujah. Grab your Bibles real quick. Let's jump up in this word. Now, I want to tell you, I'm going to give you my disclaimer right up front. I live on the west side, and I'm going to be west all day today. So I'm glad I'm in the right house today because I know Pastor Dalton will let me be west all day, every day. So there'll be a few words probably that I'll throw out there. I'll never forget. I learned this from Pastor Dalton years ago. He said, pardon my vernacular. <laughs> you remember that Pastor Dalton? He used to always say that because, you know, we country folks. We make up words. We need to make our own dictionary, Pastor. <laughs> the other day, somebody was talking about the word knife. How do you spell the word knife? And the guy stood up and he said, knife. N-I-F-E. Knife. So N-I-F-E. Teacher said, no, there's a K on there. He said, well, take that silent letter out. If it ain't going to pronounce nothing, ain't no sense in it being there. <laughs> All right, go to James. Let's do this. I want to just talk to you this morning about just spiritual maturity. Watch this incredible scripture now I'm gonna read I think this is uh it's King James yea a man may say thou hast faith and I have work no 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 let me go to another one let me I was gonna preach that I'm gonna change it real quick still be in James James chapter 1 I, I'm telling you I had so much in me this morning after yesterday I had the, I've been going through all kinds of scriptures this morning, so I got mixed up. So we're still in James, though. And we're still talking about spiritual maturity. Because if you're going to take charge, you better have some maturity about you. You can't be no whippersnapper. At some time, you're going to have to get off the bottle and get on some meat. Some of us been saved too long to be offended so easy. It's all right. I'm coming down y'all's alley, Sally. Just wait for me. I'm coming. James chapter 1. This is a message version. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. It's one thing to have a test or a trial, but when it's coming from all sides, you're like a fireman with water, hand, water faucets in both hands, just trying to, you can't even put them out. You're just managing fires. Let me go talk over here to these people. Y'all ain't been through nothing, I guess. He says, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Forced. Watch this. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help and won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believingly without a second thought. 
People who worry, their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. <laughs> I ain't even got to preach this thing. I just read. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he is telling it like it is. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way. Adrift at sea, keeping all options open. That one line right there, I'm going to have to be real disciplined today because there's so much in this scripture. People who keep options open will never walk into their God-given destiny. There needs to be some things in your life that are not negotiable. I can tell you about my wife right now. I can tell you right now. Do y'all hear me? Look at me when I'm talking to you. If a man hit on my wife, I know it is non-negotiable for her. There needs to be a resoluteness in your spirit when it comes to Christianity and your walk in life. If you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. Good country song right there. Let me read on a few more minutes. Let me read this right here. Galatians chapter 6. If anyone thinks that they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone. You know, I hear a lot of people brag about who they are and how committed they are in my life i've had a lot of so-called friends more like hitchhikers but people who have bragged about who they are but when they get into the thick of it you lose them you can't find them i would rather you tell me that you're not with me than to tell me that you are with me and then when I get into the fight, you can't be found. I don't know about you, but I look for real men in my life. I, I, I brought Shane up here earlier because he's a real man. Let me tell you a story that happened the other day, and I, pl I pray that you will not judge me. Y'all going to let me be myself today? We were out the other day on the boat, and we saw this young man in trouble in his boat, and so we got out there. You know, I, I'm a brawler. I... I, I I'll cry in the church and fight in the street. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 he's still working on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, but we were out there on this boat. I know Shane, he's back there. I can't believe he's telling this story. <laughs> but we were out in this boat, Brother Dalton, and, and I was trying to help this guy. And I, all of a sudden, about eight or ten guys come walking over there. We were in the, uh, what they call two foot, and you can wade around and at waist. I had my kids with me. I was trying to help this dude, and they had had some kind of altercation before I got there. And so I'm standing there talking to the guy saying, man, let me help you get out of here because he was stuck. It was shallow. And <laughs> one of the guys who had an altercation with the guy driving the boat, y'all quiet. Y'all act like you're in the doctor's office or something. <laughs> Like, I don't know what he's going to say, Jesus. What is he going to say? And so I'm sitting there trying to negotiate with this dude because he's in a problematic situation and things. And 
these guys come up behind me and Shane called out of the corner of his eye that this boy was going to come up and sucker punch me. So all of a sudden, I'm standing there. We Christians, we love Jesus. <laughs> Can I keep it real? <laughs> so thank God I had a ride or die with me. You know what I'm saying? Because he called him out of the corner of the eye and the next thing I knew, I looked back and this dude is flying up out the water. <laughs> And goes down, and then, and then Shane says, you can't talk to my pastor like that. <laughs> Quit fooling around with people who will never make up their minds about you. They will never celebrate you. You act like you got a bunch of friends. They ain't friends. They're a bunch of hitchhikers. Quit fooling around with people who ain't with you when you need them to be with you. They hitchhiking when you up on the mountaintop. But where are they in the valley? You riding around with a posse and none of them even know your last name. Because you afraid to make the, that, that people going to think you by yourself. You walking around with a bunch of people who and they don't even know who you are. I'm going to tell you something. Let me talk to you for a few minutes about the subject, solo flight. I've grown up. I've learned that the older I get, Pastor Dalton, I don't let people get on my nerves like they used to. When you get a little age and a little experience on you, y'all, I'm going to tell you what. I'm 45. I know it don't look like it. I'm, I thank y'all. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. But I'm getting a little age on me, and I'm going to tell you, some of the stuff that used to get on my nerves, I'm like, poof, be gone. The best thing that ever hit my life was when I learned the gift of goodbyes. Don't let the door hit you. Thank you. I just want to make sure I was in the right church. I'm maturing now, man. I mean, stuff that used to rack my nerves, Pastor Dalton, it don't bother me no more. Rejection, people hating on me. I, I, you know what I say? Come on in here, haters. Let me give you a VIP seat so you can watch God bless me because you can't stop me. You can't hold me hostage when there's destiny on your life. Can't nobody do nothing. I wish I had about four or five people in here that's got destiny on your life to make some noise and let the devil know I'm going into my destiny. All right, sit down. We're just talking. You know, it's easy. It's real easy to talk a good game when everything's good. It's real easy. It's real easy to get up here and get your bragging rights. But one king of Israel said this. He says, let not a man boast when he puts his armor on. He said, let him boast at the end of the day when he takes it off. See, see, I, I, I'm... I, I'm excited about the rekindling of my relationship with Pastor Dalton because I know that he's not the man he used to be back in the day. He's been through enough hell in his life and he has gotten to the place where he can stand on his own two feet without any accolades, credentials, anybody praising him. You need a real man in your pulpit. If you gonna go to church, get up and good looking like you look and come to church, you need a real man that can put some... 
purpose on your life that can call you out of darkness that can see what you can't see about yourself you need a real man look at somebody all the ladies in here holler say I need a real man Listen, let me tell you something. This is something I teach all the young fellas that's looking for a woman. There's two things you need to learn. If any, any young men, single men in here, or maybe there's some men in here that are trying to get your relationship right, let me teach you something real quick. Two things you need to learn. Number one, you need to learn how to cry. Not all the time. But every now and then, you need to lay your head down on them shoulders and say, baby, I love you. <laughs> Have yourself a good cry because every woman appreciates the fact, and you touched on this yesterday, that a man is in touch with his femininity. Yeah. You can't be all beefed up all the time and mad and angry. Have your good cry every now and then. But then again, I'm going to tell you something else. You got to know how to work. I build old school cars and motorcycles and stuff. And not too long ago, my wife and I, we go down to cruising the coast. And I got old 68 Mustang convertible drop top, 22s on the back, 20s on the front, airbags. But we were driving down to Mississippi one day and it was hot. Had the top back. My wife, she's dark already. That sun was coming on her. And something happened. I don't know what had happened. It wouldn't start. And so I crawled up under the car and started fixing some stuff. And I looked back up there and to, and to, to check on my wife, and she was smiling. I said, what are you smiling about? She said, something about you working. It just does something. I reached back under there and started breaking stuff. You hear me? I started breaking stuff. I said, well, come on in here then. I'll break it and fix it, break it, fix it all over again. Some of you men, y'all don't even know what a tape measure is. Just go down to Lowe's and get you a tool belt. Just walk around with a hammer. Talk about what you need me to fix, baby. Why? You need something measured, anything in here? I'm just serious. can't get you a ride or die chick without knowing what a weed eater is. <laughs> Gotta at least be able to get on the mower and start her up. I don't even know how I got on that. <laughs> Here's the deal. When you, when you playing with a team, it's different. Because a team can you get they can give you relief when you're under pressure. If they all over you and you got the ball and you need some relief in a moment to catch your breath, you can pass it to another teammate. It's nice to have some teammates. And as I said earlier, some real folk that will stick with you. You may be going through a real battle, but if you got you a ride or die, I'm talking about one of them ones like Shane that'll block somebody upside the head. Don't mess with my pastor. You need some real folk on your team. Jesus had Peter. You come and get my Jesus, I'll just clip your ear off real quick. Jesus had to put it back on there. He's like, bro, what you doing, man? 
I told Shane the other day, he hit that boy and then 10 of them started coming out. I was like, next time, please ask me before you sign me up for something. <laughs> it's good when you have people around you. It's, it's, it's security. You know, when you have people around you that you know when you're in the thick of it, they will stick with you. I cannot stand can I just, can I be real with y'all? I can't stand panty waist Christians. People who are always talking a good game, but when the game starts, they know where to be found. I tell you right now, the people I run with, I, I take two over 500. You give me two of them, they right here with me, Shane and Danielle. I can tell you right now, if a fight broke out right here, they'd be both swinging. Because they ride or dies. Any ride or die people in here? I'm not talking about just people who just say I'm a ride or die. But I'm talking about when the church starts going through hell, you stay. When the church is having a stroke, you stay. When pastor's going through something, you stay. You need some real folk around you. That's what I love. 20 years deep, Pastor Mark, I appreciate and respect you. I don't even know you like that. But the fact that you've been here, because I worked with him for a while. You've been here for 20 years. <laughs> you a ride or die, Doc. Y'all give it up for the ride or die. I love it, man. I love it. I love it when people will do what they say they're going to do. I cannot stand people who put a revolving door in the church. When you join a house, those who are planted in the house. I tell people all the time, they always come to me. I'm doing concerts. They say, how do I get to where you are? I say, get planted in the house of God. Because you can't flourish without being planted. And let me tell you, let me just give you this little footnote real quick and then I'll go back to my message. Let me tell you, anytime you transplant, even if it's a good move, you still have to calculate a setback. Because your roots have to be reestablished. So even if it's a good move, calculate the setback. And some of us, I don't know about you, but I can't afford no more setbacks in my life. I need to find me a real man of God that ain't practicing on me when he gets in the pulpit, but he can deliver a right now word that would get me through my situation when I need to get through my situation. Don't you be letting no jack leg preacher practice it on you you need your destiny to be in your face you know what i'm saying you ain't got time to wait on somebody to get it together you need a real man of god a real woman of god that will look in your face and they're not a yes person they will hold you accountable Man, teamwork is amazing, man. There's nothing, and that's one of the things, Pastor Dalton, you've been teaching Miss Camille and I, is to build teams of people who are operating, functioning in the ministry. It's amazing when you have teamwork, but there's also seasons in our life when you don't have nobody to ride through the storm with you. And these are the times that you have to be established in your faith. Because when you riding solo, you don't, you don't have nobody to pitch the ball to. It's all up to you. 
you got to keep on pressing. I love what Apostle Paul said. He says, I press towards a mark. That word press denotes that there is an opposing force. And all of us have opposing forces again. This vision in this ministry right now, there are opposing. I don't care how much faith you got. You better have a lot of faith because anytime you start doing something real in the kingdom of God, the, bull, the, the, the enemy will put a bullseye on your back. He'll put a bullseye on your ministry. Let me tell you something. You got to have some real faith to walk by yourself. What do you do when ain't nobody to encourage you? What do you do when you're going through a test and you can't see your way out and there's nobody there to pat you on the back? Because the truth of it is, is that's where you show your true colors. The scripture says your faith is forced into the public. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a big difference in public faith and private faith. Let me say it one more again. That's tweetable right there. Do y'all still tweet? There's a big difference between public faith and private faith. Private faith. I love what you were talking about yesterday, Pastor Mark, about faith and works. Private faith will press you to work. I don't know about you, but when I get my back to the wall, I go to swinging. I'm talking about spiritually right now. Y'all know y'all already think I'm probably a rebel already. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to paint a bad picture of myself and thanks. Let me just move through some of this because there's so much here. I really want to, I really want to make a huge deposit in your life so that when you go through a struggle, and you go through a test that you don't always have to call Pastor Dalton or Pastor Steph. You can activate the word that's in you and speak to your mountain. See, here's the real miracle is not the mountain moving, but your mind over the matter. Am I doing all right, Pastor Dalton? You're my teacher. You can just do this right here if I do too much. This is where the enemy really begins to attack your mind. I love what Paul said. He said, it's with the mind that we serve the Lord. It's with the mind that you serve the Lord. How strong is your mind? You know, I, 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 I've had major struggles with drugs through my life. And I work with a lot of people who are ex-addicts. And, and, and the thing that the enemy will try to do, and this is a revelation that come to mind, he said the reason why there's such opiate addictions and drug addiction is because the enemy knows that if he can dilute your mind, you can't serve the Lord. You can take anything from me, cut my arm off, but don't take my mind. Take my house, take my car, take everything, but don't take my mind. Because if you have a mind and a sound mind, you can come out of anything. As a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinketh, look, say that with me. As a man thinketh. So I don't care about all your presentation. You can have the cutest shirt on, the cutest jeans on, the cutest dress on. But if you ain't got a good mind, you in trouble. 
I spell T-R-O-U-B-L-E. I spell that right. It's a Travis Tritt song. We in Lexington, Kentucky. Y'all better know that song. Because what happens is when you got to ride by yourself and you don't have somebody in your ear, the enemy will start causing you to question what God said about your destiny. He will get in your mind and start making you second think what God said about you. Anybody ever been there before? You, you, God, I know you said I was going to get this and I, I, you, you said this, over, you, you prophesied this over my life. I know you said this, but it ain't looking like what you said. Let me tell you something. Let me give you this note right quick. Prophesying is lying. I knew that was going to get y'all quiet. <laughs> Prophesying is lying. Call those things that are not as though they are. You cannot talk to your situation the way it looks. We walk by faith, not by. So when you're going through a season, and, 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 and here's the thing, you, that's what the, the writer was saying. He says, he says, count it all joy because now you get to prove what you've been talking about. You've been talking a bunch of gibberish, and let's see you in the fire and see how it works out for you. The, 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 the Hebrew children, they said, you know what? We not bowing, we choose the fire. Are you strong enough to choose the fire? Because if you're just bragging and talking, let me tell you something, you can talk up the devil. You got to be careful. I tell the devil all the time, say, you better, you walk over here, you're going to limp back, Cletus, you're going to come over here. You in for a good fight on this side right here. I may have a black eye, I may have some broken teeth, but baby, you're going to remember my name the next time you pick a fight with me. Am I helping anybody anyway? We having fun anyway, right? Let me see what else I got here for you. Let's talk about preparation because here's the deal you don't have time to prepare when you get in the fight let's talk about this be good at what you do be a surgeon with the word I love what Jesus did when the Satan kept tempting him in, uh, in Matthew chapter 4 he said if you want this you want this he said it is written when you are schooled and educated in your spiritual walk with the Lord, the devil can't do nothing with you. He cannot affect your walk when you know who you are. I don't know about you, but I speak it over my life all the time. I'm blessed and highly favored. I, I'm above and not beneath. I, I'm the head and not the tail. No weapon formed against me will be able. I wish you would declare that right now to somebody say, no weapon formed against me will be able to prosper. I don't care what the devil tries to fabricate, concoct, whatever he tries. I'm going to tell you, I'm a winner in the end. I'm going to be still standing. When the dust settles, I'm going to be still standing because I've got the word in me. When you got the word in you and you have reached a level of maturity, can't no devil mess with you. I wish I had some bragging right people in here that would let the devil know, say, you can't do nothing with me. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too favored to go through this. I'm too high to live this low. Somebody give God a praise in this building real quick. Let the devil know I still got my joy. I still got my peace.
months, I still got my sanity. I still got my favor. And I still got my swagger too. Look at somebody. I want to borrow this term from one of my preacher friends. Look at somebody say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. God's about to bless you. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You better get yourself ready, honey. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered to. Look at somebody. I need some preachers in here. If you know you anointed today, look at two or three people and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. God's about to sideswipe you with a blessing. I love what I love what Second Timothy says. He says, "So friends, take a firm stand, feet on the ground, and high and head high. Keep a tight grip. Look at somebody say, keep a tight grip. I love them old mothers. They just say, I got a real good grip on it. He says, get a good grip on it, on what you're taught. Let me tell you something. If you do not retain." and apply what was taught in this building yesterday. You just spent some money and spend out, spent some time with us. Get a, he said, get a tight grip on what you've been taught. I love it. Let me read this a little bit more of it right quick and I'm going to work on this for a minute. He says, whether in personal conversation or by our letter. In other words, whenever you're taught something, let me tell you something. If you think the enemy is going to let you get this word today and just walk out of here like you just tiptoeing through the tulips, you're wrong. The enemy already knows that you're getting this word and he knows what's been invested in you yesterday and he's going to challenge you right outside them doors right here. He ain't going to do it in here because I got the mic right now. But I got... When the word of the Lord comes forth, you better grab hold of it. You, I can't afford to lose this investment. I got places to go. I got people to see. I got things to do. I cannot afford to not get a grip on what I've been taught. I look at these gentlemen and I have mad respect for them because I know what it takes to deliver some of the stuff they deliver. They've studied and studied and studied and studied. Don't you waste what they've invested in you. It is too late for you to be thinking about being passive or giving up. This is a season in your life where you gather up every seed of God's word that's been planting you and you start working it. I mean, yeah, work it thing. Look at somebody say, work it, work it, work it, work it, work it. I love to see my wife working them stilettos. Well, when she walks in them stilettos and red bottoms, I'll be like, dang, that's my girl. When I see preachers and teachers like these two men yesterday who are good at what they do, they, I, listen, listen. You get a real, listen, if I'm going to go get some eye surgery, I'm going to make sure that doctor knows what. Y'all fill in the blanks. a few more minutes you gotta 
a student rightly dividing the word of God. Be faithful to the word that's been invested in you. Be faithful to that seed that's been planted in you. Cultivate that seed. Water that seed. And watch God bring the increase. I wish I had somebody in here. Y'all being quiet on me. That's all right. It's all right. I paid for this call. And it wasn't 25 cents. They don't even have pay phones anymore, though, do they? Let me see what else. See, see what you got to do is you've got to let the word get so down in you. And you were talking yesterday about some statistics that we operate 35% of our primary conscious, but in our secondary conscious, 65, we live out of our subconscious. So what does that tell me? Well, I want to tell you. That means that I've got to be, I've got to have the word so deep in me. It's osmosis. If I'm working out of 65% of my subconscious, then I don't need to pray and fast about some things. Because the word has already saturated my spirit and my mind that when you ask me certain things, I don't have to spend five weeks fasting about it to get an answer on it. I know because I serve God out of my subconscious. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this word today. When you've been living for God, as long as we've been living for God, you don't need to pray about some things. You just know down in your knower, your conviction. Be good at what you do. If you're going through hell, don't tell everybody about it. I learned not to even ask some people how they do it. Unless I got about two hours, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I'm just doing some small talking, sitting, waiting on a flight or something, I'll ask them then, but then... I just don't ask some people because they walk away, they walk around with what they're going through. You know what I'm talking about, mama? Tell your face to be happy. If you're going through hell, go through it with dignity. People bother me when they go through a difficult situation. They don't, they want the whole world to know about it. It affects everybody. The cat's even mad at them. The dog's mad at them. Can't get along with your wife. Can't get along with your husband. You just mad. Don't even know why you mad. You're just going through hell. Let me tell you something. You ought to respect yourself to have dignity through hell. Have some class about you. After you've been listening to the word you've been listening to week after week after week after week, get you some class about you and say, devil, I know you're hitting me, but it's all right. I still got my swag. I'm good. Right? Looking good as you look. Well, imagine if you cared the hell you've been going through all around. You would mess up your swagger. Let me see what else I got here for you. You know, one thing I love, my wife and I, we love Italian food. And I love, I love uh, blue cheese and pepperoni and like, you know, cheese plates and stuff. But there's something about the fusion of mixing that cheese with the meats. The flavor is so much better. When you have osmosis take place in your life 
and your spirit and your mind is fused with the word of God, you become the salt of the earth. Some of you wonder why nobody wants to go to church with you because you ain't got no flavor on you. Life has depleted you of salt. Stand up strong. Brace yourself. This is not for the weary. Many are called, but few. You know what that means? The called ones, they just got an invitation, but the chosen ones is the one that God trusts to go through the fire and come back. If you're going through hell, don't stop. You get burnt up. Keep on moving. Look at someone say, keep on moving, baby. I know you're going through some stuff. Come on, I need all the preachers in the building. Look at someone say, keep on moving, baby. I, I, I know it's rough right now, but you're going to be better when you come out of this. Just keep on moving. Come on, touch somebody. Tell them, say, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Somebody shout it, keep moving. I'm on the move. I'm missing here because I don't want to miss that. Here's the deal. You can't fake this. I'm from the streets. I can see a trick from across the street. I asked the Lord the other day, I said, why are you raising up all these old dope dealers and drug heads? He said, because I'm tired of rolling the red carpet off all these celebrity preachers. I'm just done with it. I'm going to drag me some out of the prison. I'm going to drag me some out of the dope house. I'm going to drag me some prostitutes out because they don't, they, they, they just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't need you to call that name. They just happy to serve. They just want to be in the house of God. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm just happy to be here. This is good, ain't it? I'm getting blessed by my own word today. Let me do this real quick because I know it's getting late. We're going to come back and turn this place out tonight. Bring some broke down folk tonight. Don't call your Christian friends. They ain't going to come on Sunday night anyway. <laughs> call you some broke down folk that if they don't get a miracle, they're going to die tomorrow. I'm going to come in here whistling tonight like Clint Eastwood walked into the city when there was trouble in town. He just come in here. <laughs> That's what we are. You don't stay in a house like this with this kind of word without being a soldier. You either get in or you get all the way out. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't come in here. If you're faking in here, you, you're going to be in, you're going to be miserable. This my vernacular. Yeah, Pastor taught me. <laughs> Let me see what else I need to say. Solo flight. For every promotion there's always a test you remember when you were in school and and the teacher had lectured you and lectured you and taught you and and taught you and you done all your homework and everything up but when test day came 
She was quiet as a bird. Because the teacher's always quiet during a test. When you're going through hell and God is watching you to see, can I trust him for the next dimension I want to bring them to? And he's testing you to see if you're up for graduation. Shh. Quiet in the classroom. Because he's testing you. Because he won't put on you more than you can bear. So if you can't pass this test, you're not ready for the promotion. And so what you have to do is go back through the same grade again. Believe me, I know I've been there sometimes. I finally just quit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just serious, but don't, don't, y'all don't take that. Are you young father? Historically, in aviation, pilots, the, the, the instructors when they would instruct their students, they would take them through a series of tests, lectures, et cetera, et cetera. And then when they got in the plane with them, the instructor did not sit next to the pilot, the potential pilot. He would sit behind the pilot. And if the, if the student would make mistakes, he wouldn't say anything. He would reach up and just jerk his shirt tail. In other words, get it together. Anybody ever had God jerk his shirt tail before? I tell you what, you know there's a scripture that says that God does hunting and fishing. I'd rather him fish for me than hunt for me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to get shot. But he would, he would just jerk on their shirt tail. And when he felt, and I, I was asking one pilot here a while back, I was asking him, I said, how many of those flights do they have to take or how many hours do they have to fly before they can do their solo flight? He said, it's all up to instructors. Instructors watching you right now. All you folk in here, include myself, there will come a day that you will have to prove what you speak. There will come a day when you'll be tested to the utmost. And everything that you have invested and everything that these men, these men and this woman of God has put inside of you will manifest right then. The instructor decides when they go to solo flight. Do you know that the instructor's watching you right now? Some of you are so close to an increase and a breakthrough. Do not mess this up. Do not mess us up. Don't don't fail this test. You have worked so hard. I grew up around the church. I ain't always been in it, but I've been around it. And I've seen people serve for years, Pastor Dalton. I look at you, Pastor Mark. What an outstanding minister you are, sir. I, I've already said, and I don't want to keep blowing smoke in your face, but I really genuinely respect you. But I will tell you, even after 20 years, you'll still be tested. There will come a time when you'll have to say, you know what? I'm not going to be emotionally driven. I'm going to be purpose driven. And that goes for all of us. Where we are right now is we're getting ready to walk into a phase in our life where we have bragging rights. I look at soldiers and generals in the kingdom, people who have been through hell 
and dealt with crazy church folk. I'm one of them. And they just keep on just pressing on through life. When you can do that, you got bragging rights. So this is what the instructors would do. When he felt like the, the, the student was ready for his solo flight, they would, I wish I had him. I just bought this shirt, so I can't cut the tail off of it. But if I had some scissors and somebody that would give me a, t uh, 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 shirt tail, I'd cut it off because that's what the instructors do when they're ready for their solo flight. They would cut their shirt tail off where they used to pull on it. They'd cut the shirt tail off and many students would take it and hang it on their walls as a trophy. Let me tell you something. Everything you've been through, my brother, my sister, look at this little white boy when I'm talking to you. Let me tell you something. Everything you've been through, you're about to have some trophies. God's about to make a trophy out of you. You remember what he told, remember what he told Satan? He says, consider Job. Let me ask you a question before I close this session real quick. What do you think that God would recommend you for a test? Does he trust you? Have you proven yourself? Can you walk it like you're talking? Walk it like you're talking. Stand up, everybody. I'm done. I've given y'all enough to chew on for a little bit. <laughs> Some of y'all act like y'all been getting a root canal or something. <laughs> Here's my deal. I don't want to stand in the room with the elephant there without talking about it. The truth of it is, is we all have circumstances and situations that we have to press through. And all I'm doing is encouraging you to be the soldier that you said you were. So I will tell you, as I prophesied and declared over pastors in this ministry, not really over everybody, this whole house, I will tell you, as the enemy continues to scent and sense the move of God in this building. You cannot underestimate the test that comes along with it. So as God begins to raise us up and take us to new dimensions in this ministry, know that tests, trials, circumstances come with the territory. I'm okay if I know what comes with it. I can deal with it. I don't mind fighting. Every now and then I need a new devil to fight, but I get tired of fighting the same one sometimes. But let me encourage you. You got it in you. It all starts right here. And there's a word of God that has entered into your spirit today that will keep you. And I love boating. I love boating. I love going out on boat. And, and the Bible teaches that the word of God is an anchor. When you go out, when I go out on a boat, I throw the anchor off. It doesn't mean that the boat doesn't move, but it keeps it within proximity. And when you start drifting too far, that anchor will jerk you back into place. That's why you got to have a word in your spirit. You got to have a word because the word will keep you from moving from the proximity of God's will for your life. Raise your hands. I want to bless you. Proverbs 18, 21 says that I have the power of life and death in my tongue. 
that I can declare a thing about. Matter of fact, the Bible says declare something, decree something. I decree right now that there is strength emerging within your spirit right now. Some of you are going through such hell right now that you need strength. And I declare strength coming into your body right now in the name of Jesus. Some of you have been vacillating, swinging like a pendulum, but the word of God is jerking you back into position right now. It is establishing you right now. I break every generational curse. And I speak generational blessings over you. Generational blessings over you. Blessings on your mind. Blessings in your spirit. Blessings over your finances. Blessings over your business. Blessings over your marriage. Blessings over your children. I speak that right now in the name of it. If you believe and you receive it, say, yes, I receive Satan, I'll let you know right now. We're aware of your trickery. Bible teaches us to not be ignorant concerning your devices, which is the word methodia, whether where we get methods. We're not ignorant concerning your methods. We are spiritually mature. We have the word of God embedded in our spirits. You can't trick us. You're going to have to learn some new tricks, doc. Speak that over every person in this room right now. Anointing of God, flood this house right now and seal this word right now. I want every person in this room just begin to worship right now. Don't clap your hands. Talk to him. Tell him. I'm going to be your soldier, God. I, I, I got too much in me. I worship you with my life, with my lifestyle, with my behavior patterns. I, I, I worship you. Sickness cannot stay. Addictions cannot stay. We break the back of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. If you believe it and you receive it, open up your mouth and give him a praise right quick. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Come on, open up your mouth and bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Come on. Come on, put a down payment of praise on what God's doing in your life. Bring him to me, sis. Bring him to me. Who is this? Your brother? Are you a Christian? Have you given your heart to the Lord? You struggle? Well, so did I. We brothers. But I'm going to tell you something, bro. You can't beat this deal. All the hell you've been going through and the bad decisions you've made, bro. Let me tell you something, man. God will restore everything. Every, every, everything that the enemy has stolen from you, man. He'll restore every bit of Stay right there. I'm coming back to you. There's some relationships that you've been involved in through the last four or five years. 
and they depleting you. God said, start deleting those relationships. And he says, I'll give you double for your trouble. How can you beat that, man? You know what I'm saying? How can you beat that? You bring in all your trash that you've concocted all your life and he just takes your trash and gives you life. And as Pastor Mark said, abundant life. Bro, this is your day, man. This is your, you showed up at the right time, son. Will you let me lead you through the sinner's prayer? You ready? You sure? Who are you? Oh, man, I got the whole family up here. Bless you, man. You went and got baptized early. Man, what is, you got some favor on your life. Let me, let me lead you through the sinner's prayer, man. I promise you, listen, you talk, you're looking at somebody, man. Bro, I've struggled since I was 13. I started smoking crack when I was 13 years old. Charged with armed robbery. I mean, the list goes on and on. And even after I come to God, I still struggle. Don't let the struggle frustrate your Christianity. Do you hear that? Do not let the struggle frustrate your Christianity and don't try to figure it out because <laughs> it's already worked out. I know what you're doing because I've been right where you are. You already started, man, I can't smoke no more weed. I can't smoke no more go. I can't drink no more. Don't think about all that because God is a God of can-dos, not can't-dos. It's your day, bro. I bless you, man. Repeat after me. Will y'all do this with me? Anybody else want to give their heart to the Lord? Run up here real quick. Come on. Hurry, hurry, come on. You know, you know you need this life. Come on. Anybody. Looks like everybody's saved up in here. Father God, I thank you for this appointment, for bringing me here today and convicting my heart. I need you, God. Straighten me out. Make the crooked ways straight. Help me make quality decisions for myself and for those who love me. Let me be a contributor, not subtracting. I thank you for being Lord of my life. I repent from my sins and help me make good decisions. In Jesus' name, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Amen.